Hey, fellow Kids Incorporated fans, you are listening to the Kids Inc. podcast. I am your host, Susan Yeager. This is episode 13, part two. So guys, if you listen to episode 13, part one, you know that the Kids Inc. podcast celebrated its first birthday on September 15th. In honor of that celebration, we did something crazy and we got the first four people we interviewed for the podcast together for the first time ever ever for a one-of-a-kind conversation that you guys got to hear the start of in the last episode. So in this episode, we're going to continue the conversation with Tom Lynch, Moosey Dreyer, Jerry Shirell, and Brian Poth, and listen in to some of their memories of Kids Incorporated, uh, some behind-the-scenes information, some insight into what uh, other crew members are up to now. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear more of the conversation. So let's listen in and I will be back to wrap this up after this conversation. But the best thing that came out of Kids Incorporated for me was that to see all of you grow up and go into your own lives. I mean, to see Moosey become a director. Jerry's working as an executive doing things. You know, Brian, you've had a great career. I remember running to you. You're choreographing something. I think you're doing something like that or doing whatever. And just, you know, Rasan. There's uh, a songwriter, Martika, I lost touch with. She had had her record and was doing that. And I'd see her once in a while and drop off. And then I didn't see her. And Stacy was so, um, you know, I, I was very, uh, I, I'd run into Stacy. I remember I was at the Grammy Awards and I was with um, Outcast. They were, we were doing a show with, I was doing a show with Andre 3000. So we're at some party after. And Stacy came running by me. And I go, Stacy, she goes, it's Fergie. Tommy, how are you? <laughs> okay, it's Fergie. Got it. And she was, she was just, she was so sweet. And it was just to see all of you grow up into your lives has really been lovely. It's really been lovely. It's been nice to see. So, yeah, I'm really proud of uh, of Stacy. I'm still going to call her Stacy. Sue me or write my congressman. But right. uh, <laughs> I ran into her some time back, and she was so genuine and so you right. know. She was great. And, and we, we, we hugged and spoke for a while and she texted Renee right from there to go, look, look who I'm, whatever. Like, you right. know, it's very, she didn't get all, she, she didn't get all full of herself. I'm proud of her. Cause you know, we all knew her when, I mean, she was 10, like nine yeah. or 10, right? She was a baby. Just a she's kid. still, she's still very much the same. I think I, yeah. when I see yeah. when I see interviews or I have run into her, I'm just like, Oh, you're still like, you're just a little, uh, you know, but yeah. I, I say, I say, I say it with love. I go, oh, you're still a little lightheaded. You know, you're still, <laughs> I just, I just remember always with Stacy, we were always just like, Stacy, you're lying. Yes. Stacy, okay, no, we're all moving over here now. There was a great moment where, you know, <laughs> Riley was talking to the group about, I don't know, sending some kind of moral message or whatever. And it was supposed to be Stacy's line and it went silent and she was around behind me, like sitting, you know, behind me. And I knew what she was doing. And I just waited until I heard Tommy over the PA, Stacy, you know, you know, back to one. She was, I had longer hair, you know, and she was just sitting there twirling the back. <laughs> oh my God, Lucy, I can't believe you're saying, I watch, I watch clips now and Rasan is doing that all the time to Renee because Renee had like the mm -hmm. bouncy, the like hair. you know, Blair from Facts of Life hair uh, <laughs> for for a couple seasons, and and there's just scenes where Renee is 
acting and she's talking and she's you know you guys you need to be nicer to me and you need to and he's just playing with her just looking at her playing with her hair it's like four different times i'm like how did this get on tv yeah, she, was, she was just lost in the in the oh, that's yeah. so great moment i just real quick want to go back to so susan um when you say that that tommy had you on his pa and whatever not only do i feel like well that's about right i don't know if the rest of you guys know this but like um so some of the directors on Kids Inc. So there was Gary Halverson who did many, and Michael Dimmich. Mm -hmm. Yes. Tommy and Tommy and Gary, uh, they started these amazing television directing careers. You know, Gary Halverson was uh, the Friends cast put it in their in their <clears throat> contract to have him direct as many as uh, allotted DGA slots, you know, episodes. Yeah. And Michael Dimmitt, who I actually did co-directed a show with, by the way, on Comedy Central not so too long oh, ago. Wow. Too late, without, too late with Adam Carolla. Yeah. Right. He was the main director and I was doing the single camera, um, like segments and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, it was a great re reunion there. But, um, but, and um, there are others too who came came out of that show. That um, so it's not even just like the Mario's, the you guys, the Stacy, and everybody. And the directors went on. They got a whole bunch of multi camera experience on Kids Inc. And what a what a boot camp! You know, you say what you want about well, it's for children. No, it as far as technically, that was like landing a seven forty seven every single episode. Yeah, and um, without a pilot's license. <laughs> you know, for me, yeah, nobody had a license on that show. <laughs> no, but well, I, I'm embarrassed to admit I'm totally sucked up in The Bachelorette this season. And Ken Fuchs does all the directing really? for The Bachelorette. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't funny. think he directed Kids Incorporated. I'm not sure. I can't Ken swear did, to that. Ken but he was. On, Ken worked on, I think he might have been a producer in later seasons or a director yeah. might have done something on he came on to the things i remember he walked he went through it kevin berg who was our you know yeah. you guys remember kevin is yes he's my neighbor yes <laughs> he's like president of cbs productions now or something kevin berg is is my neighbor and my the proudest kids inc story ever he was bringing us coffee season one oh, right yeah. Right. And, and right. go ahead with his title of with Paramount I Television. Think he's president of production for CBS Television or something. He's, he's like Paramount. Yeah. He's the big guy. Now that's he's amazing. got a little one. Well, I guess his little one is now a teenager. Mm -hmm. He's still has one that's living at home because he had a few that probably moved on, uh, older kids. And then he's got another one. He I know he had a little baby a while. Kind of shit, that might have been 10 years ago. So he's probably growing <laughs> up. Oh, you got to tell Kevin I said hello. I, I will. You know, we keep threat throughout the years. We threaten to actually get together and have a lunch or something like right. that. But we we go to the same Ralphs and pavilions and and whole <laughs> and whole foods. And so we we stop. And you know, when I go to pick Wait, up a couple of things, Lucy, because that's my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, no, I'm, don't say it right here. But <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me, give me a major cross it. street. Yeah, but I've run it. We've run into each other so many times in the markets, different ones. Right. That when I go down to like grab, you know, a couple things, it, it took me like 90 minutes to do that because I ran into Kevin and we just reminisce. He's a very, very good guy. And the, probably, arguably the best success story of the yeah, people under you. For kids he yeah. is, he is, he is huge up there. He is. Uh, mm -hmm. And he still kept on. I had to do a pilot. I was shooting on his lot, the Radford lot years ago mm -hmm. at. He came up 
and he was as humble and I hadn't seen, him, but he was as humble and funny and, and generous a, a person as could be. He was just lovely. And it was, it was nice to see him. Yeah. I was nice to see all those guys. Now, Brian, when you were there, was Jennifer Love Hewitt on the show when you were there? Was that? No, Jennifer's she was time? the season after. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. You I missed was there. Her. What's that? Sorry. You missed her. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we worked together later. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She shot she, like, you on. She shot me on Criminal Minds. That's right. That's right. Yeah, she killed me. It would be so weird because I, you know, we wouldn't work. There were so many cast members on the show. And so, right. you know, and being a fan and also being a dancer that turned into an actor, like people couldn't place me. And I would be like, no, like I was the chubby kid dancer. And now we're like <laughs> acting together. You were on the show that I was on, but you were like six years later. And yeah. it was just a very, it was, there was always some sort of kids ink through line, mm-hmm. you know, for probably decades, two decades. Right. Yeah. I've done I that with Jennifer Love Hewitt before where, where yeah. I've, where I've, I said, seen where I've seen Jennifer. her at events and I and I'm like, oh, do you know me? I'm she's like, you're like, I was the OG. Yeah. And, yeah. and she immediately was just like, you're you're Mickey. I know who you are. Yeah. And da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I was like, oh wow, okay. You know, she yeah. threw all of her success as sweet and graceful as you'd want her to be, you know, and she's had, you know, big hit series and she had movies. Yep. She, in Japan, she was a number one singing artist or something yep. like that. She's had a really great career. And always loving, always kind. Mario, the same way. Mario always will run up and you'll get the hug and you'll do all that stuff with him. It's uh, It was, you know who I saw? Do you remember when Brittany Murphy was on the show? Were any of you on it when Brittany came on to it? Was the guest star? She, I was, I was what at the was rap that? party. I don't um, remember. That was season, season eight. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was at the rap party and asked to take a picture with her. And she thanked me for asking her to get uh, a picture with her. Yeah, she I saw her. She was dating a friend of mine and we were at Live Earth in London and stay and she was there and I got to see her and hadn't seen her in years and just so beautiful. And then tragically, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't end right. That was, uh, so that, was a, that was a sad one. That was a sad one. So she was she was as sweet and lovely as she was on the show. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but other than amazing. that, I'm trying to think. I don't see I haven't seen Doreen in years and I miss that. And I think that's my fault. I haven't had. Uh, Apparently, most of the shows I do now seem to be in Canada or in in Ireland or Africa. I was leaving the country a lot to do. I think think I convinced myself it's because I like being in real locations. But I think the reality is, is the tax benefits that they when they ship me out of L.A. They I think that's (laughs) probably what it really is. (laughs) But I, um, I, you know, I I wasn't able to work with Doreen again. I've worked with Jimmy several times after other shows I did, but I wasn't able to work with Doreen. And then the. Lester Wilson was a choreographer for a while on it. Like he came in during the off years of Doreen, I think got fed up with me or something happened and we didn't talk for a couple of years and whatever that, that was. Uh, and then Lester came on and he was great. Then he died. I mean, he like died. He just yeah. died of a heart attack or something, but it was, uh, it's been, has it been 35 years since we did that yeah. show? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jerry, someone posted the other day, and I don't know if this is true, that the pilot was shot on September 1st, 1983. Do you, does that sound right? It sounds, it was probably that summer. I don't know if it was September 1st, but it was that summer because I remember we weren't working. Uh, I mean, we weren't in school. So we went there for like three weeks, all of us, and we stayed in a motel 
and, um, and yeah. went to the Osmond Studios every day to, to tape and record so and, and do. But I, it was probably that yeah. summer, I'm sure. So if that um, if that's the so case, that would have made the series in '84, right? right? That would have been '84. Yeah, so 38 years. Um, Tommy, uh, there was a moment that we were going to do. I think it was South of Nowhere together, and it didn't formulate. Right. But there's somebody's name is who. I'll, you know, I'll remember it once we're done with this conversation. Right. I did work with who did Kids Inc. I think he was an audio. He was a boom guy. But um, I was just thinking. You know, I I also haven't, except for actors. Uh, I haven't worked with anybody. So I'm doing this this sh uh, show right now uh, who uh, with uh, Richard Horvitz, who played the uh, robot in the robot episode. Oh, of my gosh. I want to give him a big hug for me. A yes. big hug. I should have made him show guy. up and do a little walk on today. <laughs> we, we opened last night. Yeah. I that poor guy, his skin no. was so messed up after yeah. the taping. <laughs> you know, his brother was my mentor. I was his brother yes. was a big director, and I was his runner for three years. That's I how I learned. That. I learned everything from him: editing, camera. Because we just he traveled all over. He'd take me everywhere. I learned. He gave me the career. He gave me the education that I needed to have the career, and I. To this day, whenever I see him, I just can't thank that man wow. enough. That's interesting. You know, if the others don't know, the robot's brother. And I, <laughs> Richard, I grew up with Richard, by the way, like outside of Kids Inc. and all. I've known him from school, oh, coincidentally. Wow. But Rick, the robot, I'm not going to call him Richard. We always rib each other. The robot's brother <laughs> with bad skin because of the, the silver makeup uh, has directed multiple Oscar telecat like the, the academy he directs the academy awards the emmys golden globes all of it you know so that's who tommy's won talking like 18 emmys he's won wow. like all those big events and stuff and and yeah, yeah and also tommy had uh jeff margolis yeah i yeah, was just jeff gonna margolis say margolis directed, directed our, he, our episodes you think yeah. you think uh cutting four cameras in an isolated handheld is complicated what those guys do for like camera 28 go you know like <laughs> <laughs> That's Mitch. I don't know anybody dizzy. Lou was directing some show. Last time I saw him, I did this show, Make It Pop, which was a K-pop band we created. Mm -hmm. And he was doing some of the Kids' Choice Awards or something. And I walked in to say hello to him in the booth. And there was 18 cameras. And I'm like, oh, no. I, I, I No. Give me my show, my one camera, maybe a second one. If I'm doing some action, I'm going down the street now. I can't do that, man. Well, now um, we just on multicam. Now, uh, now I know what you're saying. I agree with that many cameras, but okay. now you just kind of roll them all at once and then it's all in the edit, you know. Yeah. And for the audience, like when I was doing Reba, for the audience, there'd be just a kind of an on site camera switcher for the right, audience right, to right, get. Right, and right. then that's not what's going to air. You go back in and cut it, you know. Cut it up, you do it all. So they just run, they just ISO all four cameras then, right? Yeah, they just absolutely. And it's all about the edit. Wow. Lucy, you have to talk about the play though. How was oh, opening no, no, no. night last night? This is about kids. Wait, you had, wait, no, you had opening but... night last night? Yes, yeah. you got to talk about it. Uh, and, okay, I'll give you the first. nutshell. Great so we're it's it's a, a, one of the most because I love theater, you know, I love to, to direct theater. And uh, this this is uh, a really unique piece. There was a, a poet columnist named Don Marquis uh, around the turn of the century, the other turn of the century, like 1916. He had a uh, in real life. He had a column in The New York uh, Sun. And it was basically the about these fictional characters that he put in the column and had a huge following back then. And no, you other guys, Tommy and I weren't around back then. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, 
another Flintstone vitamin. It's like has all these layered great messages, but it's it's wrapped in a comedic, colorful, um, suspended belief uh, type storytelling. Where there's he wrote about in real life in the in newspaper. He had this this character uh, who was a cockroach who was transmitted. He was a poet who who was transmigrated into a body of a cockroach and it'd go into his old newspaper uh, office at night and jump one key at a time, lowercase only, because he couldn't do the shift, and, and write messages uh, to his boss, the editor. So suspended belief, but it was basically, and to wrap it up, it was ba it's basically about the, um, it's about the, in there's a cat and a, and a rat and, a, and all these characters along with the main Archie the cockroach. And it's about basically their take on the human race and what it looks like from their perspective. Oh. Yeah. What theater, you what theater is it in? It's like a, it's a small 99-seat theater uh, in Sherman Oaks called the White Fire Theater. The last I place I saw Ryan Lambert and Rasan Patterson because they came to my show just before uh, that I had there before the pandemic. So this is the first one I've done in in few years. Um, yeah, the White how, Fire how Theater. Are you, how are your skills coming out of the pandemic? Because mine, I took two, I two and a half years. Christine and I went to yeah. Hawaii and just we hung out there. It was fantastic. Well, and for so me, nothing, yeah, nothing changed. I came out of the pandemic with still having no skills. So, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, I want Brian to tell this story because you know the theme of this is celebration and the first birthday and everything. Brian, you recently spontaneously celebrated your kids' incorporatedness after yeah. a RuPaul show. So, what happened, like? <laughs> So RuPaul has a show, has 7,000 different shows yeah. on at the same right. time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but one of them is Secret Celebrity Drag Race. And there was a contestant on there that I could not place for the life of me. I was like, who is this person? Um, and it ended up being Taylor Dane. And you don't find out who the person is until they get like canned, you know? So right. she was in the bottom two the first two weeks and she wasn't doing very well. And um, she got canned and so she reveals herself and she says, I'm Taylor Dane. And I'm freaking out because Taylor Dane, I mean, the seasons that I was on 87, 88, we must've done her entire catalog. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single song she yeah. had on that album was like a number one. Yeah. So all of a sudden this entire, like, first of all, I'm like, you can't, you can't get rid of Taylor Dane. And then all of this like stuff flooded back. I'm like, wait a second. We did Don't Rush Me. We did like, we did all of all of it, you know, and so I started finding like all this music. And so um, then my partner and I just started singing all the Taylor Dane songs in our kitchen. And um, yeah, so I mean, it just was I hadn't thought of that in such a long time um, that it was fun. I mean, we did all that. We couldn't do the show now. I mean, I know Tommy said this before. You could not <laughs> afford to do the show because no. of the music. They I don't know how they afforded it then. Must yeah, have been we crazy. It. You know why we had those so much? Why we had such a, a that favorite nations was we were struggling to get songs in the beginning in Jerry's year. We were really struggling on it. And I get a phone call and they go, Tommy, it's Michael Jackson. I go, what? <laughs> no, no, it's Michael Jackson. I go, hello. He goes, Tommy, Tommy, it's Michael. I go, oh, hey, Michael, how are you? He goes, why aren't any of my songs on Kids Incorporated? You put Janet's on. I'm like, uh, uh, because your guys won't clear them. It's a $500 favorite nation. He goes, okay. 
And literally three minutes later, John Branca, who was his attorney, called up and said, you have a favorite nation's license on the show. And so wow. once Michael came in, I walked around, like, Michael's giving us shows. Phew, we're getting some song. <laughs> it, it went back to my second job in showbiz after that first time I ran the Santa Monica Civic was working on the, on the Jackson 5 series where I was the PA in charge of Michael when he had to have breakfast in the morning because he was still a minor and had to go to school. And Michael and I became you know, set friends, I get or right. set buddies. And then was I doing the show Night Tracks before Kids Inc, the music? Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. And then so that was the time MTV wasn't paying any black artists. They played right. Michael, but I played a lot of black artists and I and Michael liked that and wanted on and we and we helped him with a bad tour, you know, promote helped him. We were yep. fortunate to promote it. Um and he just always kind of, it was really an interesting. Michael and I crossed each other's lives multiple times. Now watching things and looking looking back and seeing clips and songs that we've done. And of course, I remember every song we did. And when that song comes on the radio now, I'm like, oh, we did it. And we right. this was a production number. This was a concert song. But now what I know about the music business and being in the music business and being in the business, um, I, I think like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I used to say like, yeah, we did Rick Springfield, we did, uh, you know, Hall and Oates, we did a George Michael, and, right. you know, the popular songs of the time. But now I'm like, wait a minute, we did the freaking Beatles right. and the Beach Boys. Yeah. We did Fun, Fun, mm -hmm. Fun till your daddy takes yeah. your TV away in year mm -hmm. one. You were yeah. licensing on Fun, Fun, Fun song would be right now for a TV <laughs> show? We were paying $500. They, they're, I just licensed Rick, Rick Astley's... Um, Never going to give you up yeah. for fifty thousand dollars. That's what I was. I was going to say fun 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 would be fifty or a hundred thousand dollars to right. do, to do on a on a show right now. Okay, guys, wasn't that amazing? It's just so much fun to listen to these guys talk about their experiences on Kids Incorporated, off Kids Incorporated, who they've run into. Um, I love one of my favorite things is learning the ripple effect. Because, you know, we think about it from the fans. We know how it kind of rippled uh, through the fans and affected our lives. But we never really think about, like, the directors and um, the crew members and how what an impact it had on their lives and their careers. So I was really fascinated to hear what some of the other people went on to do and the success they achieved in the business and everything. And, and all because they got started on kids incorporated. It was it's just such a great discussion. So there is a little bit more of this conversation. Uh, I'll bring it to you guys in episode 14 and, uh, I can't even remember what's left, but I know everything they said was good. So I know it's good. I know it's good. But you guys will get to finish this up in episode 14. I'll get that out to you as soon as I can. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Again, I just can't thank you guys enough for always being there, being so supportive. Um, episode 13, part one, I could not get over the views. We had like almost 500 views within the first 48 hours. I mean, it was insane. And I just can't thank you guys enough for getting excited about this and, and giving me a platform to bring this to you guys. I'm so excited and so happy to be on this journey with you. So uh, I will go uh, get episode 13, part two, off and running. I will get episode 14 to you as soon as possible. But in the meantime, be good to others be good to yourself, and may the joy, excitement, hope, and magic that was Kids Incorporated find a way into your life every day. See you next time.